someone gave the example of like if you're on a diet or if you're vegan or something right um, yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't like tell someone else like or maybe maybe you would but it would <laughs> still be weird right <laughs> yeah there are there are people out there but um <laughs> You know, you you wouldn't be like, you can't eat a cookie because I'm on a diet. Like, you can't do this because I'm, uh, this is against my religion. Because what what affects you doesn't affect everyone else, right? The same way. If you're looking for answers, you've come to the right place. Have discussions with some people that all have a different case. She's been working and searching for every point of view. You'll find answers on this podcast. It's red, white, and true. Yeah. Welcome back to Red, White, and True, a podcast that aims to navigate the world of America's polarized partisan politics. I'm your host, Chesney, and I use she, her pronouns. I hope everyone's October is off to a great start. Speaking of this month's significance, October 24th marks the 65th anniversary of Reverend Margaret Towner's historic ordination as the first female minister in the Presbyterian Church. This tidbit seems way out of left field, but it actually ties in perfectly to this episode's subject matter. As someone who is somewhat religious, the Bible itself is a sticky subject for me. Like countless other religious texts we see it misinterpreted by extremist groups, read too closely, or taken as science or fact. According to Pew Research Center, Around 45% of Americans feel that their religion is misrepresented, and this extends far beyond Christianity, although my personal examples will be referencing the Bible because that's the religion I was raised in and can speak to. Usually, I will refrain from including my personal experience in this podcast, but this episode is an exception, as I think my perspective holds some connection to the overall topic. Some see the Bible as allegories, stories meant to teach us some greater truth about humanity and what we're all supposed to do with our time on this earth. Others see it as strict rules to adhere to. These conflicting perspectives compose a majority of political disputes due to each of our personal connections to religion. One memory I have from my early years in Sunday school was reading Genesis, the first book of the Bible. It says that God created man, Adam, in his image, and a woman, Eve, from Adam's rib. If you're familiar with the story, Eve goes on to eat the forbidden fruit, succumbing to an evil serpent and bringing Adam down with her. This left a young me very frustrated. Eve being created from Adam's rib implies this male superiority. In most cases, female anatomy is what brings life into this world. There is no reason for Adam to be made first. They should have been at least created together. Also, Eve is the one that breaks down and eats a piece of fruit off the forbidden tree. She's weak against forces of evil, whilst Adam encourages her against taking such actions. Already at 10, I saw the remnants this story left on society implying that women were inferior in a man's world with decrepit morals. This is only one example of gender dynamics, but it's an ancient text that has undoubtedly left a permanent influence on society. So, other than this, how has religion impacted the landscape of social justice? And does it need changing? Today's guest is Avantika Swaminathan, a Karamont junior and small business owner who is passionate about human rights. Hi, Ava. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. It's awesome to be here with you. Yay. Thank you so much. Okay, so (laughs) our first question, I'd really appreciate it if you could walk me through your relationship with religion and how it has impacted your life specifically. So my family practices Hinduism. Uh, We're not too religious. We, you know, we um, practice a lot of the holidays and things like that. But since 
uh, Hinduism specifically, of course, every religion is very up to interpretation and it varies because India, where it originates from, is very culturally diverse. And obviously, you know, here in America, we're a little bit removed from that part of our um, culture. So it looks very different to me. But, uh, you know, it, it, since it's not as widely practiced here, um, it's hard to connect with that, of course. But yeah. yeah, no, thank you. That was such a great response. And I really appreciate you bringing up, like, things about the cultural diversity of India, because I feel like from America's perspective, everything in Asia is lumped together. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, is that is, it is so diverse. And there's so many different cultures within that area. Again, it seems like there's not a, as much space in America for other religions, which is partly due to, I feel like, our politicians and also just the culture we cultivate. So moving a little bit, you kind of already touched on this, which I really appreciated, <laughs> but why is religion and faith important? So for me, I feel like it's important because it, again, it is a part of my cultural identity. Being in the U.S. specifically, it's not like there's a, a temple um, near my house. Uh, it's not like holidays are celebrated uh, in the same way. And I, I don't interact with as many um, people who have the same faith as I do. And that can be kind of difficult, right? being Indian, being like that, that part of my heritage, because, you know, sadly, I think part of the immigrant experience is not to say that there's not a lot you gain, but you can lose some of that connection to the motherland, if you will. <laughs> but um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. In what ways do you see religion contributing to social injustice? And this can be any religion, not doesn't have to be specifically the one you practice. Okay. In the way I see it, of course, being in America, Christianity is, is the most um, common religion. Uh, yeah. And, you know, of course, there are different um, parts to that. And I won't pretend to, to know that religion or anything. But of course, some, some parts of Christianity and some parts of those practices kind of are, are just in the uh, American culture, I feel. And, and of course, American yeah. culture can be defined in a lot of ways. But course it's a it's a melting pot and in media we see like shows like i, I don't know if you know lucifer or things like that, that oh yes. yeah right that, <laughs> <laughs> that you know that christian idea of of heaven and hell and the devil and things like that is is um you know uh is there and it's a very popular show and i and i love it a lot so um but you know it's it's not like that is something that everyone believes. And especially in what we were talking about a little bit earlier with policies and, and things uh, to do with, I think Christianity has a big sway in that because I certainly don't see many Hindu politicians. I don't see many people who practice other uh, religions. And, and of course, I'm sure there are uh, a few, but overwhelmingly it is, it is Christian people. Right. And I feel like the difficult part there is that People have a tough time separating their religion with um, matters of state and matters that have to do with the entire population, which is not is not yeah. all Christian. So I have not read the Bible. I'm not well versed. But, you know, if if people believe that abortion is is bad because of their religion, if that's something that, you know, is said, it still it I don't think it should be, you know, something that's um don't have those practices someone someone gave the example of like 
if you're on a diet or if you're right. vegan yeah. or something, um, you wouldn't you wouldn't like tell someone else like oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe you would, but it would still be yes. weird, right? <laughs> you never know. There are, there are people <laughs> out there, but um, you know you you wouldn't be like you can't eat a cookie because I'm on a diet. Like you can't do this because I'm uh, this is against my religion because what what affects you doesn't affect everyone else, right? The same way. Not to say it's not important, but it, it can be overwhelmingly one viewpoint being shared over another and yeah yeah definitely yes so many great thoughts there um and I feel like a counterpoint someone might have to that would be oh well it it's part of my religion to force it on other people I mean not you know not that exact wording but some people believe it's their duty to as we see with the crusades or colonialism Mm -hmm. in general I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that or a response to that? You know, yeah, I I do think that, yeah, like for some people, maybe um, spreading their religion or sharing it with other people is um, very important to them. And I have a lot of like a lot of uh, thoughts about that, especially because, you know, in India, when um, Again, I don't live in India. Like, I've never lived there. So, you know, different. But um, there was a lot of converting happening at the time. So, by very violent means that I will not be sharing at the moment. But again, with everything, there's like a way of going about it. When people uh, like Mother Teresa, who surprise wasn't that great, she... Uh, used the same like medical things over and over again, stole a bunch of money, exactly. not great, left mm-hmm. people to die. But when people like go to other countries on missions or, you know, um, with good intentions and they're like, I'm going to help people. But when you're like preying on people who are emotionally vulnerable or in a situation where they're living in poverty yeah. or something only to like say, I'm going to turn them to God, I'm going to do this. Maybe maybe faith is what they need. Maybe they need something like that to to make something better. But it just feels very manipulative. Again, there are ways of going about that. I think that's my main yeah. point. There are ways of of bringing people into something that you know you love and and you feel has helped you in your life. There are ways of using people's emotional vulnerability against them. You know, using violent tactics to to convert people against their will we we all are coexisting nobody like nobody knows that one thing is superior uh, over the other like we don't know that right. for sure right so assuming that what you practice is is somehow better than someone else's can be really detrimental yeah. and i think it's important that we learn to coexist great thank you so much yeah whenever i hear coexist i think of those bumper stickers that yeah you know you see them everywhere mm-hmm. but maybe that's not such a bad thing um and then again, you definitely, you like answer all my questions before I ask them. It makes my job so easy. But my last question is, how do we teach religious tolerance in politics and just in life in general? Yeah, so first with politics, there needs to be more of a separation, right? Because we say that there's a separation between church and state, but things mm-hmm. have shown that that's maybe not as um, true as we want it to be, some of us want it to be, um, that needs to be made clear because, yeah, the thing is that people come from a place where they're like, 
I feel like the right way to say that would be like a superiority yeah. kind of thing. Like, oh, this idea is right. And that's, I feel, just in general, kind of a problem with how we look at the world. Yeah. And another thing I really appreciated you saying was that specifically looking at how politicians and political parties, their ideas have changed over time. And this reminds me of something Mm -hmm. that our journalism advisor, major shout out, always says is to follow the money (laughs) because ultimately who's funding those politicians will dictate the policies that they advocate for. So I think if we take a step back and look at the religious organizations behind, again, on both sides of the aisle, um, behind the policy, behind the politicians is really going to tell us it's going to be very informative about the role of religion in politics. So, yes. Right, right. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of the the, the church just has a lot yeah. of money, has a lot of funding. So, you know, they're um, they're doing Ex- something. Yeah, usually, so. exactly. <laughs> but yeah. yes. Okay, well, thank you so much, Ava. I really appreciate you joining me today. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Got any thoughts? Email them to redwhiteandtruepod at gmail.com. Until next time, thank you so much for listening and have a great October.